Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Thank you for joining us over the holidays on the JT and Looney podcast. You know, the only people that don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes. And bet online, of course, with the NFL bowl season and NBA in full swing over the holidays. Bet online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the second odds, news, and information. So you can bet on sports, a wholesome holiday activity. Bet online has all the sports betting info you need, both on your desktop or your phone. Wherever you need it, head there today, betonline.ag. Remember the promo code, believe, B-L-E-A-V, and get your 50% welcome bonus just for being friends with JT and Looney at BetOnline, where the game starts. And now the podcast starts, damn it. Welcome to the JT and Looney podcast. Episode 191, but you knew that. Our year in review. Love it. If you've been with us. For a long time, well over a decade, on our way to two decades, you know, our year in review can get a little bit testy. We can look back on the highs and lows, point fingers, and just have a good old time. But as we begin, we want to thank everybody who found us on any platform that we're on. We're one of the few podcasts that expanded our platforms to YouTube and other vehicles out there where you can find us and all of our proud partners we thank you very much for supporting us, and we got big things coming up, right, Tom? Everyone says that big things. That's true. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little rebranding. We've had meetings with our uh, our insiders and uh, our consultants, and uh, there's going to be some exciting stuff in 2024. And breaking news: I have the first cold, head cold I've had of the year. Okay. Okay. My friends are fascinated. Never get a cold. And back in the years, we've never mocked COVID, but if you had a cold two years ago or three years ago, everyone went crazy. Don't go to work. I'm going to work from home. Oh, yeah. Well, we had to be careful. We had to watch out for the old people in our life and the overweight people in our life. COVID was really doing a number on them. And I I always thought about them. Didn't think about myself. That's the way we should always do it as a team, as a country. Do you know that, and we pointed this out in the early days of COVID, but I love this fun fact. And I, I hope we could get together as a country one day the same way we did at the end of world war one and a lot of europe was starving because they were broke after world war one and america had two meals instead of three a day and we sent food overseas same thing happened after world war ii i'm having a hard time picturing but maybe i'm wrong hopefully i am because i think we're always getting better as people but i'm still having a hard time picturing americans saying i'll give up my cinnabon <laughs> And send the money overseas, you know, to squishy liberal Europe. I just have a, I just have a feeling it wouldn't be the same, but I hope I'm wrong. Well, you might be noticing I'm having a glass of the good stuff, Silver Oak. It's a big, oh, big pour, God. as my mom would say. I'm having a big pour wow. here because I want to take a nap afterwards in between platforms. So I'm going to have a nice <laughs> big pour of a Silver Oak, thanks to the Duncan family, a great Cabernet Sauvignon. To end the year, and uh, we always do this every year. We give thanks to our family and our friends. And I want to give thanks to you for turning me on to Silver Oak. I'm in your kitchen. We're at the island. George Sedano is there. A lot of big shots were there. A lot of fun. And probably a boxing party. You had invite everyone over a lot of times when we used to always cover the fights. And I took a sip. We're talking. I took a, my first sip out of Silver Oak, went back to my conversation, and then stopped and said, what is this? 
it's different than the others. Yeah, there's good wine we've talked about on the podcast. There's good wine. There's average wine. There's house wine, which is lower than average wine. People have house wine around their house that they would never <laughs> order in a restaurant right. yeah. when you're at home and you want to have a good glass of wine. But, yeah, I like a good Cabernet Sauvignon. I love a good, bold, peppery Cabernet. Mm. I like the good stuff when I have it from time to time. So, yeah, I'm having a nice glass as we take a look back at 2023 and – To begin, 2022 was horrible, and 2021, the whole COVID thing, we spent too much time on on the podcast, but we both lost friends. Right, right. We we thought it was serious, so we talked about it the way we should have. But this year, you know, health and wellness is important to both of us, more so than you, because you work out like an animal, like you're competing against (laughs) Lou Ferrigno in the prime (laughs) of his career as a bodybuilder. But, again, I want to talk about the positives along with some of the negative storylines in media. But I think the the world has been through a lot, Tom, the last two, two and a half years. And not to get political with the president or former president, there's just a lot of noise. And the noise for over two years was COVID and health and health issues around the world. And I feel like we're kind of getting to a point where we're not pivoting and talking about it. The, the, oh, it's great, actually. We've got a COVID hangover. We were kind of have post-traumatic stress syndrome from it, no matter what anybody's. A situation was economically, we had a post-traumatic stress. People lost jobs, had to work from home, had to adjust on that. Kids yeah. didn't go to school, all this emotional stuff. But it's like we've bounced back. It's like it's the roaring 20s. A hundred years ago, they had the roaring 20s. It ended with a stock market crash under, unfortunately. But we have fail safes for that, hopefully now. But the, the way the economy's bounced back, people are starting to realize, oh, and the unemployment's lower than it's ever been. People have been traveling at unbelievably record rates over Thanksgiving, Christmas, on the roads, in the air. So things are, I think people are finally realizing that we never got a recession, that the economic gloom and doom was kept predicting year in and year out. And that's good. We always want, no matter who's president, we always want everything to go well with the economy. We want the presidents to do well or even get the credit because presidents will take credit for economies. Good. Take it. Uh, I want a good economy. And we get to blame you when it's bad. Take it when it's good. That's the rules. All right. No rules here in regards to the biggest sports moments of the year or the worst. We're a sports podcast that dives into sports media. We dive into pop culture. We talk about what's on Netflix and Hulu and everything else. But we're going to keep a lot of it with sports as we wrap up our year on the JT and Looney podcast. And you can go back and forth with me. I'm going to throw some stories. Okay. Your reaction. You could come right back with me. DeMar Hamlin suffering cardiac arrest was a big story. Mm. Does that change the Buffalo Bills, the team of your youth, near your dirt? I picked Buffalo to win the Super Bowl the last two seasons before this year where I picked the Cowboys. I thought Buffalo was a world-class championship team when he suffered the cardiac arrest in Cincinnati on the field. The people who were doing their jobs to save his life did their jobs. They saved his life, and he is living now. Uh, Buffalo is trying to make a late run to the playoffs here. But, Tom, remember how big of a story that was for both of us. You're talking about it on the news. As I was talking about it on Sports Talk Radio, we're lucky to have DeMar Hamlin with us. Bravo. With us, bravo, suiting up for the Buffalo Bills. But there's been a hangover ever since that incident with the Buffalo Bills. And when you take a look at the Buffalo Bills, you take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They both remind me of when Kobe tore his Achilles. We kept saying, well, if anybody can do it, it's Kobe. Remember, people kept saying that. 
And I, the number one apologist, said, well, no, no, he'll never be the same. He tore his Achilles. But people just kept repeating cliche. Mm -hmm. Now, with our eyes, we're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs. We're looking at DeMar. uh, We're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs. We're looking at the Buffalo Bills saying they, they should be really, really great. But they're not. They're average. We keep looking and thinking, well, if anybody can do it, it's the quarterback to the of these two teams. No, they're average. They're not going anywhere. Either one of those two teams. But our eyes keep we're, we're fooled. We keep thinking, well, something's going to happen where something starts clicking with these two teams. Things are looking a little bit better, surprisingly, right now for the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. But they're both probably going nowhere. Well, I would disagree because this is the type of year where you could be average or above average and win. Normally that didn't happen because as we look back on 2023, the Kansas City Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl champs. So they won mm-hmm. the Super Bowl in this calendar year. So how, you're how still great, being fooled by the Kansas City Chiefs? How great of a Christmas did I have on radio and TV, hosted <laughs> right, Raiders right. free and post on TV. I won a lottery ticket that day That's as true. I went in front of the Swifties in front of Taylor Swift. It was actually there. I mean, I thought Taylor Swift would want to spend her Christmas in Barcelona or Sydney or everywhere. She's going to bleep in Kansas City. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Raiders punched him in the mouth. Raider, I have Raider podcasts. We don't use this platform for Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. But uh, that was good. And it just goes to show you, Kansas City was exceptional. Last year, they won the Super Bowl and a very good Super Bowl with Philadelphia. Yeah, that was the Super Bowl where Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball and he was never hit. He fumbled the ball and they picked it up and went the other way. The difference in the game, but Patty Mahomes, since that Super Bowl, is now yelling at his teammates. Travis Kelsey is throwing his helmet. And I love this about women because women are so great. They're so much better than us. All of a sudden, two women who never met each other, Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift, are claiming to be real friends. Right. Like friends <laughs> each other's weddings, you know, and gave birth and you know, godmothers and all that. Now, all of a sudden, Taylor and Brittany are friends and they're hugging each other in losses in the second highest rated game uh, in the history of that platform on Christmas when the Raiders beat Kansas City. But Kansas City's still your reigning champs, Tom. Yeah, they still are the reigning champs. They're not going to be for very much longer. We keep it's the definition of insanity. We just keep looking at the Kansas City Chiefs and say, well, if anybody can do it, it's Patrick Mahomes, like we said about Kobe and the Achilles. No, he can't do it with this team. He's got receivers dropping passes and his team's not very good. Tom Brady announced his retirement twice, once in 2023. Uh, He's on a lot of platforms now, too. He claims he's going to be claims he's going to be the number one analyst for Fox, $300 million deal. But I got to be very careful because he could be a minority owner with the Raiders here in Vegas, and I could bump into him in the hallway here. He also got divorced from Giselle Bunchen, one of the most beautiful women in the world. What a big year for the matinee idol, Tom Brady, who was the first to roll the dice a couple of weeks ago here in Vegas at the brand-new Fountain Blue. Oh, you want to talk about a super casino that opened, and who'd they give the dice to on opening night for the first roll of the property? Tom Bleepin' Brady, Tom Looney. That was pretty amazing, and we, you, you were there, right? I thought I saw some pictures oh, yeah. on I, social. I, yeah, I did not go opening night. I've been there since. But ah, they- okay. I thought I saw Fountain Blue on someone's social media whose last name begins with T. That was on mine. Oh, okay. Was it? Okay. Yes. So, uh, oh, but you didn't go on opening night. Okay. But I, uh, yeah, with, with Tom Brady, I think we're hearing too much about Tom Brady. 
it, it bothered me uh, during sports talk radio. We heard too much about Michael Jordan. He wasn't playing anymore. Stop talking about Michael Jordan. I want people to stop talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not playing anymore. The NFL is great. There's an unbelievable number of great quarterbacks. How, how about my uh, my Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens? Everything I said they would be in our in our uh, run up to this in our run up to this season NFL 17 Super Bowl pre prediction show. Who did I pick? Oh, the San Francisco Niners and the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. But the Baltimore Ravens, when you look at the Baltimore Ravens beating good teams, good ones, not bad ones, beating down good teams. You don't have they're not like the Cowboys or the Dolphins who are, are beating losers. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens beating good teams. I, I don't know how we got that from the fountain blue to that, but I'm just very excited. I want to pat myself on the back about the Baltimore Ravens. Well, they're still looking good because who knows what can happen one week to another. Remember this, if you're watching our podcast, if you're watching it, you see this, the symbol of the ring finger, that would be Angel Reese of LSU when she beat Caitlin Clark in Iowa. Oh, yeah. She showed a ring finger out there, African-American, beautiful, young basketball player at LSU going up against the basketball player from Iowa. Unbelievable. Kind of like Hoosiers. She made every shot. But the young gal, she kept going like this, look at my ring. I'm gonna, I'm about to get a ring. Oh, that made the men get all worked up. Oh, oh men did. were calling into my show. <laughs> and, you know, the the, uh, the the baiters on social media. Oh, it's know, classless. Yes. It was classless. Oh, my God. They made her out to be. She was horrible. Where is she from? What part of the country? We don't treat people from Iowa. That Oh, that we can't forget that in our year in review. And that all calmed down. Every- well, it, sh- it should calm down. We love classless people in America. We love World Wrestling Federation type behavior. A lot of times we like it better from people who look like us and people who are our own gender, at at least. We like when guys act like bad boys. We don't like when women act like bad girls. We don't like funny comedians as much that are when we don't like female comedians as much, female uh, athletes, unfortunately, as much or badass female athletes acting like a badass. We want we still there's some sexism and racism and genderism all involved with that. We have to look in the mirror sometimes when we get upset about behavior that bothers us with one group of people, but not with another. It was an African-American young college woman. Yes. Excited. A white white gal at Iowa who's a great player, too. But, man, the men, I often talk about, you know, the women are so much smarter. That's right. In general. Yeah. Yeah. General. But, man, that got all the guys going, man. That was was a tough uh, week on the radio. I had nine lines packed about bad behavior. The, The bottom line with that story, if you recall, is that, Men were very uncomfortable with women trash talking. Well, exactly what it is. Men in the end zone, you know, spiking the ball, taking helmets off and pointing at the other men. But then if a woman does it, all of a sudden it leads. It leads. And that was a story for a couple of weeks. Well, and we talked about that in entertainment. One of our first shows, we did a, a Mount Rushmore of the greatest comedians. And I said we had to put a woman on it. And because and it, I think I put Joan Rivers, although Phyllis Diller was also uh, came before her. They were amazing. And a lot of times it does. And just making that analogy from sports to another blood sport, which is stand up comedy. People are harder on the loud women or the dirty talking women to a microphone than they are on the, on the guys because we're just more used to guys talking filthy than women or guys telling off color jokes than women. And it takes some adjusting. And we do the same thing with sports. A lot of times, some athletes we let. What, regardless of gender, get away with stuff, and others we don't. We have 
different sets of rules. And also, just like with politics with teams, it's that someone on your team doesn't bother you as much. Someone on somebody else's team, it bothers you more. Well, great segue to another uncomfortable topic. Not for me, not for you, because when she was released from a Russian prison at the end of December, Brittany Griner had a press conference that came, I believe, I want to get the exact date here as I'm taking a look at this now. Brittany Griner in April spoke to the media for the first time after she was detained in Russia. And other people were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, she's this, that. I don't know, she was a prisoner. She tried to bring vape cartridges into Russia. She made a dumb, dumb decision. Idiot. Hurt someone. She didn't do anything violent. Right. She, she wasn't a spy. Right. She's, a, yeah. she's a marijuana user. She made a mistake as she was moving her ma- marijuana into a country where you got to be a little bit smarter than that. We get it. It was a dumb decision. So many people wanted to continue to lock her up. Don't let her out. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? She's an American. Well, whose side job, are you on? Our job is to get Americans out of harm's way. Is there a list of who goes first? Yeah, that's a debatable topic. Who goes first or not? But the point was that was a big story this past year because Brittany Griner could still be in jail today, detained by Russia, because that's what Russia does. Right. She, she could be. And if you'll remember, we kept talking about it because we thought people weren't talking about it enough. Uh, if it was, again, if it was a, maybe if it was a white guy or a white, a white, a white star, as Tom Brady, people would have been a lot more upset and they would never would have stopped talking about it, but it was a less popular sport. And it was a woman. She wasn't white. There's a, we, we need to openly talk about these ingredients sometime and not get defensive about it because we're only human. Sometimes we, our prejudice, not, you know, not on purpose. Sometimes we have to look in the mirror and try to make sure that we're not having double standards, not because we're bad people, but because we're good people. And we want to look in the mirror and just try to make sure that we're not. Yeah, that. that to me was a really troublesome topic. And yeah. something we've talked for years on this show is when America and people consume American media, no matter what channel you put it on. I couldn't believe how big of a divisive topic that was a, it took me about 30 seconds to realize that she made a really stupid, stupid mistake. Right, right. I, 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 her orientation, sexual orientation, her look, her attitude. People said, well, how does she act during the anthem? Whatever it was that made you for some That's reason. That's all irrelevant. It's all irrelevant. But it took me less than 30 <laughs> seconds to realize that we needed to get that American woman out of a Russian hardcore jail to save her life. Right. And I could not believe how many people were so just off their rocker on wanting to keep her in jail and not wanting her to come back and saying she's not worth anything. That was a big story in 2023. I think a lot of people failed on that topic here. It's a deep topic here, but I'm happy Brittany Griner's home. And I think that's one thing that we've talked about over the years that that's bothersome about the internet. It it brings out in once people, people used to get out of high school and get over their high school issues and the internet brought it all back. And people get to take pot shots at the popular people all over again, where we used to mature beyond that. And apparently not as much as I thought we did, because I'm fascinated how many people will go onto the Internet and then attack someone for their looks. Aren't you supposed to stop doing that? And about if you should never do it, but it should be you shouldn't bother anybody about their looks after sixth grade or seventh grade. That was a hardcore rule when I first came up when it was just the JT, the brick show. And then it became the JT the Brick Show with Tom Looney. That was one of your hardcore rules. No bullshit picking on someone's looks. I thought, oh, that's a great rule. 
Well, it's very important you say that, but hold on, pump the brakes. We haven't got to sports media yet. I'm not done. I get very high school. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the Aaron Rodgers trade to the Jets? Oh, that was also in April, if my memory serves me correctly. I wanted to get to this because that could be number one. It, it has a chance to be one of the top two to three stories of the year because of what happened with that. Everything that could go wrong. And that's a big thing I say in life theory. There are times where everything has to go wrong. You're up by double-digit points yep. with under a minute to go in the NFL, touchdown, onside kick, you lose. Hail Mary, right? Anything that could go wrong did. Aaron Rodgers went to the Oh, Jets. by the way, everything that could go wrong did, and it happened to the New York Jets. That part's not surprising. No, the Jets are used to that. But the fact God. that he came there, he had a bunch of demands. I thought he was fantastic with his preparation, getting in shape being a leader. I mean, he was really good. There's no knock on Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. As you would always point out, you don't go to the Jets. You don't go to the Clippers. You don't go to the Jaguars. You don't go to the Browns because you think it looks good. You, you trick your mind to say, I'm going to go yeah. there, and it never works, and it didn't work for Aaron Rodgers, who's still a story. Now he's throwing the organization under the bus because, you know, they wanted to take him off IR to be practice, to be a practice player. Now he's saying, that wasn't my decision. It was theirs. They came to me. We knew that Aaron Rodgers would suck up all the oxygen in the room. Yep. He blows out his Achilles against the Bills on the first four plays of the year, the fourth play of the year. Then the Jets are just a dumpster fire with clowns coming out of it, a clown show dumpster fire. As Robert Sala, the GM, Joe Douglas, they don't know when to say anything negative about Zach Wilson, they don't know when to play him. They don't know when to bench him. The season falls apart, and they're still such a huge topic on some of the fake debate shows. They makes me crazy. They literally, I know it does. It, they literally will talk about the Jets in the A block when they're eliminated from the playoffs. They're irrelevant, and it's still a topic every day. We we have not gotten away from that topic the entire year as we're turning into 2024. And if I was in charge of programming at ESPN or Fox or Westwood One or any of the, any network that has radio or television talk shows, scream shows, one of my rules would be you can't talk, no talking about the Jets. <laughs> if you don't talk about the Jets, nobody will notice. It's the Jets. And that's only all of our life. All of our life, the Jets have been that dumpster. And I believe it, if, it, if I might be mistaken, but I bet I'm not. I bet the first week we worked together on the radio, I said I made gave you my sting analogy where he used to sing do, 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 da, da, da with the police. And they were a great band. Then he went off on his own. And he started singing about peace in Wales <laughs> because he mixed up rich with smart let's fast forward to aaron Rodgers. you mix up when you mix up rich with people start listening to everything you have to say when you're rich and you mix up rich with smart because everyone wants to hear what you have to say and that's aaron rod aaron Rodgers is sting <laughs> he's mixing up rich with smart because everyone wants to listen to what he has to say instead of just how about playing football Jesus yeah, Christ. I'm able to do that. I'm going to jump off on that for the year here in review. Okay. Yeah. Because I got to talk about Tommy Lasagna, Tommy Cutlets, Tommy <laughs> oh, I mean, how did he? How did he jimmy his way into the year in review? I was driving home for this podcast, and I said, how am I going to fit in a Tommy Lasagna, Tommy Chicken Cutlet That's Parmesan, fun. the team of my youth in this, the Giants, the team of my youth. 
Frank Gifford, Sam Huff, Phil Simms, Lawrence Taylor, Eli Manning beat Tom Brady twice. And as the Jets are train wrecking in the same stadium, how would you like to sell Pepsi, peanuts, or beer at MetLife? One week you get the Jets. The following week you come back for the Giants. Then you get the Giants the next week in the Jets. And you're seeing two franchises implode. Tommy DeVito comes along, and he lives at home with his mom, and everybody has an agent that looks like someone from The Sopranos. They book a pizza deal, and the guy plays a game and a half well. They had two games, and now he's benched again, and he's selling T-shirts. Tommy Chicken Parmesan, Tommy DeVito. (laughs) Can you believe the two proud organizations, the football teams? There's one in Buffalo. We seem not to count it in the tri-state area. But the Giants and the Jets. There's good reason. The Giants and the Jets combined had the worst year of football in the history of both those organizations. Wow. How is that possible? The the Giants had two games early in their schedule. Two out of their three first three losses were the worst losses in franchise history. Ever. For franchise history. The Dallas Cowboy lost. So you're sitting there going, wait a second. This is bizarre. They made the playoffs the year before. And then the Jets have Aaron Rodgers blow out his Achilles and they go on a Piper Cub nosedive into the turf at MetLife, which is an outdated stadium. Fans are overpriced. Traffic coming in, coming out. This year, and we'll look back on this podcast 10 years from now, 2023 combined Giants and Jets, worst year of football dating back to the Polo Grounds, Yankee Stadium. The Yale, YA Tittle played. What a disgrace. Well, what's really surprising is if you go back to the 70s, a a decade for years that I ignored uh, unprofessionally when we were on the air together because I'm so paranoid about my age. But when we were, they kept telling us how great Joe Namath was and he was awful, right? Mm -hmm. And the Jets were terrible because Joe Namath was awful, but. Just like now with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and with Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, people don't aren't believing what they're seeing, that these teams are average. And we had a very average to bad Jets team. And the Giants, before Phil Simms and Bill Parcells, were awful. So it's surprising that the combined any of the combined records from the early 70s of those bad Giants and bad Jet teams aren't as bad as the current Giants and Jets team. So you got to be pretty bad to beat those sad sack teams that we first saw as a little, as little boys growing up in New York. And we were told that those teams were once great franchises, but we, we, we had, there was no proof of it when we were watching football. A lot of my family and friends are jets and giant fans. And I know their pain and I know their pain sitting in traffic. This is more of a traffic story with me. This is more about traffic. (laughs) I, I live in Vegas. We have no traffic until this year where they came with F1. We had F1. They tore up our city for six months, not six weeks. Everyone, oh, my God, there's traffic. No, there's no traffic where I live. I get on the freeway. There's not a car in front of me. But to go to a football game, I go to Allegiant Stadium almost every Sunday Every Sunday when the Raiders are home. It takes me 18 minutes. Oh, that's great. Uh, Imagine being a Jets and Giant fan. Just absolutely brutal what they went through. Hey, the NBA title. Oh, one quick note. I was giving my friend Grubber, the prison guard, crap for not going to any Bills games. And it's a two and a half hour drive in the snow and it's cold. And he doesn't know if Bills Bills are going to win or lose from week to week this year. I'm giving him all this crap. So you sound like an old man. He's saying, I'd rather watch it in my 75 degree house. And then I realized. Same thing for me. I have a 20-minute drive if I want to go to a game. A lot of times I get in free. 
So I had to apologize for giving him crap and sounding like an old man. And you have 82 degrees year round. That's right. (laughs) Uh, A couple of things. Uh, Nikola Jokic won the MVP of the NBA Finals. Denver, the Joker, ends up winning the NBA title. That was a big deal. They were badass. Yeah, they were they were really good and deserving. Not that the Warriors weren't deserving of the Lakers in the bubble. I thought they were deserving, but they were in a bubble. The Lakers might have deserved it last year. The Lakers were were, were incredible right up until they ran into the buzz circle, the Denver Nuggets, which we weren't looking at because they don't have as many shiny objects, we thought, as the Lakers. Uh, they played defense. They were well coached. They're the best player in the world. Everybody loves that tag. He's the best player in the world. Who is it? Is it the Joker or Giannis? It, it switches back. Giannis Antetokounmpo might be better, but no, no, no. The Joker is. He's the best player in the world because he gets you 31 points, 18 rebounds, 11 assists, and he won the title, and he's won, won a bunch of MVPs here. So it kind of slowed the role of the Warriors who claim they're always a dynasty. No, you got to win three in a row or three out of four. You gotta be, you're you not a dynasty because you had a great run. You don't think Luka Doncic might be the best p- basketball player in the world? I know that the Euros probably have the top three players in the world, which would be Luka, who I'd have a third behind the Joker who were mentioned in Giannis or Giannis and the Joker. Yeah, you could say the top three or four out of five players in the world are international players. And I wonder I, if they will ever do what the guy that I watch every night does. LeBron James. LeBron James, who's playing as good as he's ever, played. ever played. played. And I wonder if they'll I wonder if they'll play 10 years like that or 20 years like that, the way LeBron has. Well, let's stay with LeBron. LeBron broke the all-time scoring record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That is an amazing topic for our year-in-review podcast. Because yeah. LeBron, the way he's playing this year, we know that LeBron James, Michael Jordan can't do a couple of things, a couple of things that LeBron could do. One, Michael Jordan got cut by his high school team. Right, right. About, yep. LeBron went from high school to the pros. Michael Jordan got cut in high school. He was fortunate to go with Dean Smith in North Carolina, and then he became Michael Jordan. So that's one for LeBron. LeBron's got the all-time scoring record, all-time. He's got more buckets. He's got more rebounds. He's got more assists than Michael Jordan. Last time I looked, that all mattered. And Michael Jordan didn't play basketball at 39 the way LeBron plays oh, at 39. Nobody 40. ever. Can't nobody ever. It's unbelievable. The way it, it's the entertainment value I'm getting out of LeBron James as a Laker is not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in his final couple of years or Michael Jordan in his final couple of years or Franco Harris in his final couple of years or Joe Namath. You want to go back in the hot tub time machine or anybody you want to name Muhammad Ali in his final couple of years? Uh, no elite athlete, legendary athlete, all-time great, gave us this in his final couple of years than LeBron James. We just get used to it. We should, people should enjoy it. We just get used to it. And as you mentioned, too, Without a hint of scandal, there was a hint of scandal. I'll give Michael Jordan this a hint, then rumors of scandal, but they don't count. No arrests coming straight out of high school all the way. And 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 we've had guys in their teens and their 20s do stupid things, no matter what their profession. And so there's a spotlight on the famous guys. Athletes tend to get arrested less than the general population because they're more driven but they get all the publicity. It's amazing how he has stayed. Uh, you know, some of this high school, his high school girlfriend became his wife eventually. All right, let's get up. Uh, okay, good. Fine. Yeah, people get, might be, yeah, people get pissed when you talk too much about LeBron. Yeah, we okay. work at, they insisted we talk about LeBron for 40 minutes an hour. Uh, I just want to mention my Vegas <laughs> Knights 
Hey, how about me? Vegas. Vegas Golden Knights, baby. Up champs. They did it pretty easily. They destroyed everybody. We have a Stanley Cup in Las Vegas. They were great in six years. In six years from an inaugural expansion team, which I left the Islanders, the team of my youth, because I went full expansion with the Vegas Golden Knights, hashtag Vegas born. They win the Stanley Cup, which brought tremendous joy to my life. You know, I love to go to a venue. Right. Friends, roll in with a credential, find myself in the bar. Uh, hang out with <laughs> friends during, and uh, to be in the building, to be in the building with Owen Wilson. I was talking to Owen Wilson when a goal was scored. We, don't, we both didn't look. It was 5-2. We're like, who cares? They already won. That was one of the highlights of my year in sports. Oh. Vegas Golden Knights, Tom, winning the Stanley Cup. Well, it's incredible. It's also incredible, too, after all these years, although, as we mentioned, too, it's so easy for us to go to games because we live so close and we also get credentials. But you would pay, you'll pay to go to games. I'll pay to go to yeah. games. And uh, and we have. And even even once we got credentials, you know, if we didn't get them, we, we'd, we'd pay to go. And maybe easier for us to do it, easier for us to say it uh, because of our connections. But nevertheless, you still go to games. That's one of the, that's been a mantra of yours, which I piggybacked on to when I joined you go to games. There's nothing like being there for it. As you know, from as you, what is it like being there when Patrick Mahomes muffs a handoff and somebody runs into the end zone? It's Man. totally different when you're watching all 22 players at the same time, you see it develop, you see it happen. You're and you're there live. Go to games. Novak Djokovic became the greatest tennis player of all time this year. Uh, all due respect to Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Borg, Sampras. It's over. It's over. He's dominant. He's not done yet. Uh, Coco Goff won the U.S. Open. We bring that up because that's a big deal because only anybody talked about Serena and everything that happened. We mentioned, right. Yeah, we mentioned Aaron Rodgers uh, blowing out his Achilles. And the Dodgers. The Dodgers sang Shohei Otani. It was a big deal and a lot of fun for where I live. Nationally, it got a lot of attention because of the money. We obsess on the money, but it was kind of a cool thing that happened. Little, uh, you know, and then the, and as I predicted too, because when people speak the language of your mother, it tends to give you an advantage when you want a big, a big star. And, uh, and I, I don't think that it hurt that the Dodgers manager's mom uh, as Japanese. So I, I, that was a, that was a big deal. And uh, it's going to be, it's been fun watching the Dodgers the last several years from the first inning on. I, I, I have, I have a short attention span. I don't watch baseball from early on in the year from the first inning. And it's fun having an all-star team down the street. Yeah. Maybe you can go down your notes on a year in podcast and see the Texas Rangers and Bruce Bochy won the world championship. <laughs> Dave Roberts and the Dodgers who got embarrassed by the Diamondbacks and the rest of the teams. I don't even know. I just know the Dodgers never win a game. Right. When you get to the playoffs. I'm sorry. I was only thinking of myself. <laughs> I, just, I just want to see you on Tuesday night wearing Otani Jersey. And then on a Wednesday, wear a Yamamoto Jersey. You know, because you got you got Otani and Yamamoto. I so know, I know. As you go there, uh, the I'm, I'm kind of shying away from wearing jerseys these days. Yeah, it's not your thing. Again, you're looking swole. Uh, jerseys cut up, cut off your tank tops. You <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift again. We mentioned that in jest, but it was a big deal. Uh, that dominated the sports. World. She's been a jinx ever since she showed up. Little jinx. Oh uh, my God, I, I feel bad. She's going to get the Yoko Ono treatment. Oh my so God. Bad. Topic. I married a Swifty. I married a Swifty, so I know all about that. I don't knock Taylor Swift. She's a great performer, but she's a Swifty here, and she has definitely been a distraction 
overall there. And look, the other last thing I wanted to mention was live golf before we get to some other Ooh, topics. Really? Live golf. Everyone came in. I'm not a live golf fan. I'm an American man. Uh, I'm nine uh, eleven happened. I lost a fraternity brother there. I don't support the Saudi government washing their media market money in the United States Thank and you. To put the PGA tour under. But then after a while, I started to realize that all the products in my home, all the products in my home and everything in my car and everything else, all those companies do business with Saudi Arabia. So I started to calm down on that topic. John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, they're all going there because Apple does business in Saudi Arabia. Your bank does. Uh, the iPhone that you have, everything that you have does business with that country from the top 20 companies on the stock market exchange. We call them Fortune 20 yeah. companies. You, so you make a good point because the, the uh, Live Golf and those PGA players became a pinata for our foreign policy dealings or for having any dealings with Saudi Arabia. And, you know, if we're going to use people as a pinata for dealing with Saudi Arabia, you know, it's President Carter and President Nixon and President Ford and President Reagan and the other two Bushes and Obama and Clinton and and every, anybody else who was president in our lifetime. Those are the ones you might want to use as a pinata shaming them shame for doing business with saudi arabia not not golfers yeah i've toned it down a bit on that yeah, uh, yeah. The review i want to go to media i think what happened with media and we were trying to do everything we, we like to evolve i think we do a lot of good work the media thing this year for me was really bad i thought sports media had a tremendously awful year there were a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of shows. There's much more yelling. There's much more screaming. Yeah. I think the quality of the shows that we've seen, the flipping of the lineups with the sports debaters, being friends with Stephen A. Smith, you have some friends who are sports debaters too. Mm -hmm. uh, the real big thing this year for me is more of radio and television is about having more people. And uh, that really is something that bothered me this year, and I have no respect for it. I don't think you can have a good show with six or seven people. Well, you know, it's been bothering me for a long time when everyone, it looks like a jury, yeah. all, even, even the big shows, NFL on Fox, NFL on CBS, too many guys. Yeah. Too many guys. It's like Anderson Cooper on election night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And you would have le right, less smart people have more chance to talk. You have a better show. Yeah. I think if you have great people, you put them on TV and you do it, but now it's gotten so lazy that from the second you wake up, no matter what time it is, you can wake up early, or you can work up late. You could put on a debate show or you're going to put on a radio show or something, and they're just going to add more people. And I, what I think it's doing is it's dumbing down American sports media. And the consultants right. don't have the balls to comment on this because they just want to kiss ass and get people to come on their podcast. Well, be careful. It. Be careful. I'm going to show with a dancing penny. I get a big kick out of myself. Thank you for listening to all 38 minutes and 38 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast powered by our friends at Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.